Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. A lot to get to with NFL football with my next guest. He has covered the NFL for the better part of 40 years, many of those with the Houston Chronicle. And um, he is part of the crew that picks the Hall of Fame every year. He's been doing it a long, long time. One of the best. And you can find him on Twitter at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. John McLean. Joining me on CBS Sports Radio. John, how you doing this evening? Sean, I'm doing great, and I hope you had a happy Father's Day. If you told your listeners about your three kids who have or will graduate from Baylor, TCU, and Harvard. I, they, I think I, I haven't mentioned, I mentioned the three kids tonight, John. I didn't go specifically into their, their resumes, but as you know, I'm very proud of them, so I don't mind you putting it out there for me, of course. Well, I think your listeners would be interested in that, and uh, so I hope you've had a great day. I have, John. I have, and uh, yeah, and I'd say a happy Father's Day to you because you're like a father to so many of us in this uh, in this business as well, or at the very least, a cool uncle, John. So a happy Father's Day to you as well. Oh, thank you very much, Sean. Yeah. So, John, let's um, let's get into this stuff. The the coronavirus showing up on the on the front stoop of some of these NFL teams. Of course, the Texans here in Houston, the Cowboys, the Buccaneers, Kareem Jackson in Denver. Those are just the ones that that, that I'm recalling off the top of my head. John, as these players began to report positive for the coronavirus, and we know that the NFL has been doing all kinds of stuff behind the scenes to get ready for this season, working with top medical experts. Do you think this was something that they expected, or was this something that this news maybe shook them a little bit and sent them back to the drawing board? No, I think it's something they expected. I think there are other teams that have had players test positive, and they're not required to announce it. You know, there could be 20 or 32 teams that have had positive tests for the coronavirus. And where the landslide should come is when they report for training camp. You know, the NFLPA said yesterday recommended players not work out together. Well, players across the league are or have been working out together, including the Texans. So they're telling them not to do it. You know the young guys have been out partying. They don't care about social distancing. And that's why when they show up for camp, and all of them get tested. Remember, right now, the only players at a facility are the ones who are allowed to go there because they're rehabbing from surgery. So this is, to me, nothing compared to what's coming. I wrote a column this week, and we talked about it on Sports Radio 610. I think positive tests for COVID-19 are going to be as common as hamstring injuries in NFL dressing rooms. Okay, well, we know that hamstring injuries don't shut down an entire season or don't force a team to not travel for a game or not have, maybe have an opponent not want to play them because there have been multiple hamstring injuries. Do you think it gets handled in a similar way and that teams just keep trudging forward, or is there going to be a certain threshold where not only the team but maybe the league sits up and takes notice? 
somebody asked me, he said, at what point do they not play? I said, when they right. can't field teams. So the key is to increase the roster. They've already increased the practice squad. And Bruce Arians was the first to talk about a quarterback being quarantined. I believe this, Sean. You can't have Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes testing positive right before the first game of Thursday night, and then they've been in a quarterback room with the other quarterbacks, and maybe they're all test positive. Now, what the league is hoping to do is you get a test and you get the results back the next day, and that's not available to the public. And for a long time, the league acted like it wasn't going to do anything that wasn't available to the public, and it's not. So that's why I think, and I believe this will happen, whether it's the practice squad or a whole separate roster, there will be a quarterback, and you better get a kicker too, who are going to be on a separate field in a separate dressing room in a watching meetings on Zoom, and they're there if they're needed. And they better increase the roster and do something like that or they're going to, they're just asking for a catastrophe. John, do you think a lot of these players are out here you know, doing things in the offseason that involve very little social distancing with the idea that, this is going to sound weird, but maybe that they, with the idea that, hey, if I get the COVID before the season, then I don't have to worry about it during the season, knowing full well that it impacts people in their age group minimally compared to how it impacts you know, older guys like you and me. I would think that the young guys, especially the young single guys, that they're not they're thinking about it. Think about when we were that age. Mm-hmm. Think about all the things we did that we weren't supposed to do. I think a lot of them think, oh, coronavirus, it's like the flu. If I get it, I'll get over it. The problem is they have to be quarantined. And uh, when you quarantine them, it's like having an injury. But this time, you can't participate when you have an injury. You can be in the meetings. You can be out watching practice. In this case, you cannot. So there's so much to come. That's, I believe this, Sean. There's not going to be four preseason games. There'll be two maximum. They need more time to get ready, considering they haven't been able to work out with their coaches. And I think the NFL will give them more time. The NFL has all kind of contingency plans. But I think the NFL is so easier to operate compared to college football, which has, you know, 140 programs. And when you see these monster numbers coming from schools like Clemson and LSU, then it's scary to think about the ones that are out there that have had positive tests but are not transparent and have not announced them. But the NFL, you know, they're not going to be in a bubble. That would be impossible. But they think they have a better chance of controlling it. And if they can't control it, nobody can because the NFL, as you know, is willing to spend millions and millions to make sure this season comes off. Yeah, I guess that may be the luxury, John. And we're talking to John McClain of the Houston Chronicle. that The, the NFL is the luxury of time, for one thing. And yeah, I, I would think compared to baseball, like even if the NFL doesn't have fans in the, in the stands for part of the season, or maybe even all of the season, its TV contracts are so robust that it's... I, I don't know that we're talking about nearly the sort of standoff that baseball is having with its players. What do you think uh, some of the things that football might do if there are no fans in the stands? What are some things you think they might do to try to make up that revenue shortfall? Well, first of all, I think the TV ratings would be record-breaking ratings for yep. a couple of reasons. All the fans that are go to games would be watching. I also think they should do things like put ads in the seats where you pay more money that when the game's playing, you can see the ads behind the benches. There's been talk about putting things on players' uniforms like we've had the swoosh on for years. 
things to help them offset the loss of season tickets, sponsorships, club seats, ads, parking, concessions. No matter how much money they get from TV, and I think it's like $250 million a year per team, that they're still, the owner's going to lose a lot of money. And, Sean, when they lose money, the players are going to lose money because the owner's not going to take a bath and then not trickle down to the players. So I think we're looking at some point, something like that's happened with baseball. I don't think it'll keep the season from going, but I think there's no way they're not going to ask the players to take a cut this year and make it up in the future. Mm. John McClain joining me on the show. Um, so, John, from that standpoint, yeah, I mean, if there's a revenue shortfall, the salary cap goes down. It just so happens that news breaking today that it looks like Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott's getting ready to sign his franchise tender. Of course, you and I covered Deshaun Watson on a regular basis. What What is this potentially the beginning of the trickle effect of? Do you think this is a sign that Dak's getting closer to a deal? And if so, what does that mean to Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes? I, I have given up trying to figure out Dak Prescott's contract situation <laughs> a, a year ago. And if he takes franchise tag the next two years, he's going to make $69 million guaranteed. And then they would have to pay 50, almost $60 million the third year or let him walk. And he could be a free agent like Kirk Cousins before he turns 30. And the thing that uh, is interesting, I believe, that Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott, if he signs a new deal before July 15th, they're immune to what's happening. You know, the Texans want to get Deshaun Watson signed before the start of the season. They don't want to negotiate during the season or work next year, even though he's got two years left on his contract, just like Patrick Mahomes. But I still think that you'll see deals like that done. But if you're talking, it's all, as you know, Sean, life is about timing. Yeah. And like Jamal Adams, this is a bad time for safety to get a record-breaking contract. Oh, yeah. Well, that, I'm glad you brought that up, John, because I wanted to ask you about that before I let you go. Uh, Jamal Adams naming seven teams he would go to. Look, we, we know that lately there's been a trend of guys getting traded for multiple high picks over the last couple of years. Khalil Mack and Odell Beckham, Laramie Tunsil right here in Houston, Jalen Ramsey. Is Adams, in your mind, that level of player? And if so... You know, do you see any of those teams being a viable option to make a move for him? Well, they also added an eight team now, and I'm pretty sure if he could get the contract he wanted, he'd love that team too. Problem is, he's under contract for two more years, and that's not even counting a franchise tag. The Jets had said they wanted to pay him; they were willing to pay him. Then the coronavirus hit, and we had the lockdowns, and things have changed. I don't think they'll trade him, and I don't think under the new CBA he's going to hold out and not get credit for a year. But if they did trade him, you know, Houston's on that list, and right away we go, no way. They don't have first and second round picks. They don't have cap money this year. Like Laramie Tunsil, he'd have to play on the current contract and redo it next year. But next year the cap could actually go down. So I think it's a long shot, but I'll say this too. There's a reason we call Bill O'Brien Trader Bill. <laughs> Trader Bill likes to deal. He does. John, any time a big name is going to come available, the Texans are always going to be mentioned as a possibility, as long as Bill O'Brien's running things here for sure. Uh, John McClain, you can get him on Twitter, at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. John, really appreciate you making time. I will uh, talk to you during the week here uh, on the local show. Thanks. John, thank you very much for having me. I always enjoy it. All right, thank you. You too, John. Thanks very much, John McClain, joining me, uh, joining me on the program. I like John putting the humble brag out there on behalf of my kids, so I don't do it. You know, it's it, it's it sounds braggy when it comes from me, but I didn't bring John on knowing that he was going to do that. 
That's the great thing about John McClain. I feel like sometimes he's just as proud of uh, his friend's accomplishments as we are. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.